Ready for some fun in the Disney parks? Don't forget your Sorcerer Radio gear. The Sorcerer Radio Shop has everything you need to show your SR pride in the parks. Pins, shirts, hats, and more. Before you begin your vacation, stop by the Sorcerer Radio Shop at srsounds.com shop. You're listening to DW60 on Sorcerer Radio. The following is an original production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. Sorcerer Radio. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Headlines from the Walt Disney World Resort. It's DW60's Press Row. However, you may be listening Sorcerer Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, but the Weeby Geeks Network. We are glad that you are here to find out what is happening over at the Walt Disney World Resort. Jeff Davis here with you. We are at 1,068 days without a nighttime parade over at the Magic Kingdom. I want to start with some holiday news today. Now, I, I, I realize it's Halloween season at, uh, at Walt Disney World, but this was fun to hear. If you're going to be visiting Walt Disney World this holiday season, uh, you're going to want to get into the roar of things during the new year because Disney's Animal Kingdom is going to be uh, adding some New Year's festivities going on. December 31st, 2019. Uh, Throughout the evening, as you're experiencing this, um, you're going to find food and drinks themed to the new year. There's also going to be DJs over in Asia, Discovery Island, Dino USA. That's going to keep the party going all the way up until midnight. And then as midnight does approach, you can gather around Discovery Island and Asia. There is going to be a special New Year's Eve countdown countdown on the iconic Tree of Life. That sounds awesome. I can only imagine what that is going to be. It's definitely going to be a projection show. We know that. I can't do the fireworks over at Animal Kingdom, but it is going to have some very energetic music, lighting displays, all for you to welcome in the brand new year 2020. Uh, you can also get into the fun with some uh, special pin trading opportunities. A limited edition New Year's Eve pin that's going to be available starting that evening. Uh, it's a first-time thing for Animal Kingdom, so very special pin to grab a hold of. And to keep, uh, unless you want to sell it on eBay, of course, which you know some people are going to do. Uh, all of this, of course, is subject to change based on availability as far as that uh, pin goes. So have to wait and see. It's going to cap off with a thrilling season of all-new holiday experiences at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So be on the lookout for some new decor in every single land and the projections there on the Tree of Life to get ready for the holiday spirit spirit and 2020 uh, coming at Disney's Animal Kingdom. 
Disney Parks blog has announced that over at um, Disney's Not-So-Spooky Spectacular, they're going to be broadcasting that live on Sunday, September the 15th at 10.10 p.m. Eastern Time. A Sunday night. I can't exactly figure out why they're doing it on a Sunday night in the first place. I have no idea. Uh, but Disney's Not-So-Spooky Spectacular, it's a brand-new fireworks show. It's presented during Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. A special hard-ticket event takes place on select nights in September and October. So if you don't have a chance to see this brand-new spectacular there at Cinderella Castle, you can get to see it on Disney Parks uh, Live with the Disney Parks blog and everything. So it should be awesome. All right. This is an interesting story that came up this week. And, um, yeah, it, it's brought up some other subjects we're going to touch on for just a second. So this woman by the name of Ellen McMillan, she's 53 years old. She was arrested uh, last Thursday night in the parking lot over at Disney's Hollywood Studios because she was causing a scene with a taxi cab driver who wouldn't give her a cigarette. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> According to the Orlando Sentinel, she was intoxicated. She went over to the cab driver, asked him for a cigarette. When he told her he didn't have one and that he didn't smoke, McMillan got extremely angry and made numerous attempts to slap the cab driver. <laughs> Just, I mean, she's drunk. So what else do you expect from a person who's drunk and wants a cigarette? They start doing, you know, just... Stupid things. That's just all there is to it. Uh, the affidavit states that Disney security officer was present in the area and was concerned about other guests when he saw the woman. Uh, quote, she struggled to stay on her feet, slurred her words, and she smelled like alcohol. A sheriff deputy in the area has noticed the commotion and took her over to a bench. When he asked for her ID, she tossed her purse on the ground and said, you know, here. Take it. <laughs> Whatever. That's how a drunk person acts, you know. They arrested her on a misdemeanor charge of disorderly intoxication. And she kicked the deputy several times. And then was also charged with a third-degree felony battery on a law enforcement officer. I mean, it's just racking up here because of her um, irresponsible drinking. Affidavit also stated uh, that the security officer suggested that McMillan receive a no trespassing ban from all of the Walt Disney World properties. But according to her Facebook page, she had dinner over Disney Springs that Saturday night, last Saturday. So when this story broke out, you know, a lot of people were right off the bat, you know, there should be no alcohol at Walt Disney World. Um... And, you know, when people mention that, then all of a sudden they're like, you know, they need to control the amount of alcohol that is served during the Food and Wine Fest. So, you know, just alcohol in general at Disney Parks gets brought up and then Food and Wine Festival gets brought up. Now, personally, this is just for me. Um, I enjoy the opportunity to try new drinks at the Food and Wine Festival. I enjoy the opportunity to have that fantastic um, grapefruit beer that they have over in, in Germany. I can't pronounce the name. 
so I'm not even going to try and, and say what it is. But you all know what I'm talking about. It's like my favorite drink in Epcot, maybe in all of Walt Disney World. Favorite drink with alcohol. And a lot of people are saying, you know, uh, Disney does not regulate the amount of alcohol that is served to people correctly. They need to regulate it. And, and I kind of understand where they are coming from. Disney's not going to do that, though. That's the thing. Disney makes a lot of money just off of people drinking alcohol, doing this whole, you know, drinking around the world thing that they do at the World Showcase. They make a lot of money off of it. They make a lot of money off of alcoholic drinks during food and wine. Uh, Flower and Garden, or Festival of the Arts, they, they have, you know, drinks with alcohol during those festivals. And again, I'll repeat it, Disney makes a lot of money. They're not going to regulate it. I think they should. Because how many times have we heard about those people who cannot drink responsibly, who cannot go to, okay, let's just say food and wine, since it is food and wine time at Epcot, the World Showcase. How many times have we seen people at food and wine drink way too much and and just act like children? Just uh, very vulgar or, you know, stumbling around, you know, running into people, stuff like that. We, we've all seen it or heard about it. It happens every single time food and wine comes around. That, that's just, you know, the way it is. And I started thinking to myself, you know, how could, you know, Disney try and regulate the drinking of alcohol during something like food and wine. That's how I'm just racking my brain here. And the only thing that I'd come up with, and I spoke with Nicole a little bit about this, is, you know, allowing guests to buy drink tickets was the first thought. And then, well, that may not work. That's what I thought. And Nicole said, well, the thing is, is that Let's say you and I go to the World Showcase and you buy your five drink tickets. Let's just use that you know, number right there. Five. So you get five drink tickets for a price. Let's say you buy five drink tickets and I buy five drink tickets. Well, let's say I only try two drinks and I give the rest of my tickets to you. So now you've got nine drink, seven drinks, eight drinks, whatever it may be. Yes, I could do the math. <laughs> she only drinks two. I get the rest. Yeah. You get it. So that wouldn't exactly work. Then the idea that she came up with, and, and almost instantaneously, and that's, that's why I'm so impressed by Nicole all the time. She's like, well, what if you had drink tickets, but they were attached to your magic band? And I started thinking about that. I went, okay, it's an interesting idea. So let's say you are allowed to buy five drinks during the Food and Wine Festival. And those five drinks are attached to your magic band. Well, then at the same time, what if somebody just takes off their magic band, gives it to another person, then they can use it that way, they get more drinks. Well, you know what? When you go through the turnstile, or what I could still consider the turnstile, to get into a Disney park, not only do you use your magic band, but you also have to use your fingerprint at the same time. So, in order to rectify people swapping magic bands you have to use your magic band to get your drink and then you have to use your fingerprint to confirm it 
that might actually regulate the amount of drinks that you can have. And once you've bought those five, you can't buy any more for the rest of the day. You're done. Can't do it. Now, this is for a situation like food and wine. What if it's not food and wine? Well, again, regulating it is just very, very tough for Disney to do. And it's even though I like the idea of using the magic band, you know, using the fingerprint and everything else, it's just not possible. It's just not possible. So we will continue to see people like McMillan here drinking too much at a Disney park and then acting a fool. That's just all there is to it. And that is why a lot of people have said, you know, alcoholic drinks have no business being at a Disney park because of people like this. Uh, I am a... I'm a pretty strict person when it comes to drinking and driving. That's that's a, that's a lot of my fears when it comes to Disney serving alcohol at Food and Wine and just buying as much as you want. You know, Disney may, may notice that you have drank too much and may not serve it to you, but that doesn't mean another person can't go up and buy you for it, buy it for you, and then you continue to drink. Then you guys leave Epcot, oh, illuminations, oh, the fireworks are so pretty, blah, blah, blah. You go get in your car, and you've got thousands of people trying to leave the Walt Disney World Resort parking lot at Epcot, and you run in, you run over somebody or you hit someone, and then your drinking and driving is happening right then and there. You know, if they don't have a vehicle, they just get on a bus. They go back to their resort room, but at the same time, they're intoxicated, the chance they may throw up on the bus and the other people around them. It, it, it just causes a lot of issues. Now, we don't see this all the time. Like I said, it happens every now and then, but people know about it. That's the thing. So, I'm curious if you guys in the Source Radio Disney Fun Zone have an opinion on this. Do you think that Disney should be regulating the amount of drinks at something like the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot. You know, should they be only allowed to have so many drinks and then you're cut off? You know, would you like to see something like the Magic Man system used for purchasing drink tickets and using your fingerprint? And once you've had them, you've had them for the day. You can't uh, you you can't pay cash for them or anything else. Well, see, there's another problem. If you can't pay cash, then how are you supposed to do it? I don't know pay cash they scan your magic man do it that way i guess that would work so i don't know it's just a very it's a very touchy subject very touchy and i don't want to offend anybody by saying you know alcohol does not belong at walt disney world uh i i enjoy the drinks that i have but i do it responsibly if you can't have a drink with alcohol in it and do it responsible responsibly i'm sorry at something like the Food and Wine Festival, then you don't need to be there. If you have a drinking problem, you don't need to be at the Food and Wine Festival. That's just all there is to it. If you have a drinking problem, you just... You need help. That's what you need. But this woman obviously was drinking at Hollywood Studios. Maybe <laughs> maybe she had one too many green or blue milks with alcohol. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. But, I mean, stuff like this is just... It's ridiculous to see. You get drunk like that at Walt Disney World. You ask a taxi driver for a cigarette. You don't get one. You try to slap him. Disney security tries to come over and help you and sit you down. De-escalate the situation. 
tries kicking, you know, police and everything. I mean, it's just, it's, it's pathetic. That's what it is. You put yourself in a situation like that, that's pathetic in my opinion. Because I'm a big person who is against drinking and driving. Now, maybe she was trying to get a cab because she didn't want to, wanted to did, did not want to drive. I'm fumbling over my words here. Which, obviously, is a good thing, but you can't act that way. That's the thing. And now, according to what the Orlando Sentinel is saying, uh, she's been banned from all Walt Disney World properties, but then goes to dinner at Disney Springs Saturday night. Hard to enforce that at Disney Springs when you don't have to go through anything in order to go to Disney Springs. You just park your vehicle and go. Disney security, uh, I don't think, is looking specifically for every person who's on the ban list. You know, you just blend into the crowd is probably what she did. I don't know. There has to be a solution to avoid situations like this when it comes to drinking alcohol at Walt Disney World. And a lot of people will not go to Epcot during food and wine because they don't want to see their children witness some of these people who are extremely drunk because they don't know how to drink responsibly. So a lot of people avoid Epcot completely, especially by the end of the evening. They'll maybe go during the early part of the day and then leave in the afternoon because they know people are going to be drunk and acting a fool. You know. So I, I don't know. I don't have a solution as to how to fix this. I have no idea. That, the magic band thing with the, you know tickets to drink and stuff. That's just Nicole and I's discussion on the whole thing. Like I said, I don't want to offend anybody, but behavior like this is just not acceptable. Just not acceptable, and um, you can't use alcohol as an excuse, because you did it to yourself. That's a thing. So, Alright, I'm going to move on from that. So, there is a cast member preview that has been announced for the Disney Skyliner. The Disney Skyliner, of course, is going to be opening on September the 29th, 2019. A new form of uh, transportation there at Walt Disney World that a lot of people really excited about. Uh, some people very skeptical about it. And they're like, oh, it's 98 degrees outside in Florida, and you want to stick me in what looks like a turkey oven with no AC. Yeah. The no AC inside these cars for the Skyliner has been a uh, subject of controversy ever since they started talking about them. And we found out there is no AC on the inside, but there's vents, you know, to keep you cool, stuff like that. Uh, but anyway, uh, if you're a cast member and you want to check this out, these previews are going to be taking place on September 23rd through the 26th. And registration is going to be opening on Friday, September the 13th, which is today. Preview flights will be made available from 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. on September 23rd, 26th on a first-come, first-served basis. Cast members who do register are going to receive an email confirmation with details once the registration has been confirmed. The thing was, though, yesterday I saw cast members getting on the Skyliner. So maybe they're just a little ahead of schedule, I guess. Maybe they're already running. I don't know specifically. I'll have to I'll have to double check. But um, that is the report that we got. So with the recent opening of the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, there at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort Spa. Disney Parks blog now says that there is three Disney PhotoPass studios where you can take photos without a reservation. 
Yes, they are included in the Magic Maker and other PhotoPass packages, just in case you're wondering. Uh, Sir Mickey's at Magic Kingdom near the park's Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique and the second floor of Disney's Grand Floridian Resort Lobby offer studios with standard backdrops. Uh, the studio at the Marketplace at Disney Springs both has standard backdrop and a variety of virtual digital backdrops for photos. So, good photo opportunities for your vacation with no reservations. That's fantastic. If there is a possibility that you and your significant other are looking to plan some type of a Disney fairy tale wedding coming up soon, there are some dates and some details of the next showcase that have been officially announced by Disney. Uh, having a Disney fairy tale wedding is something truly remarkable and fantastic. Uh, Nicole and I. Looked into it a lot, uh, just, and then we saw the price, and we just went, "Oh goodness gracious, we cannot afford that." <laughs> you know, she told her parents about it. Her parents were like, "Oh my gosh, we can't afford that. <laughs> There's <just> no way." <laughs> so yeah, we're just having a standard wedding uh, with, Dis- with Disney touches in our wedding and everything. But uh, no, we are we are not doing a uh, Disney fairy tale wedding. But if you want to do this, you know, special. Uh, showcase that's going on. It's going to be happening on March the 13th through uh, Sunday, March the 15th in 2020. It's going to be happening at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. It's going to be $45 per person. That includes showcase ballroom admission and a walking venue tour. So on Friday, as the schedule goes, you've got the welcome party, which is available at an additional cost. There is limited availability on that. Then on Saturday, there's a wedding showcase and venue tour. After the venue tour, there is a menu tasting. That is an additional cost as well, limited availability. And then on Sunday, special shopping experience over at Disney Springs. Hmm. Lots of great things to choose from when it comes to Disney Springs. You know about all the fantastic stores that they have there. And the shopping experience you can have. Imagine doing it for a wedding. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe some discounted prices. Whoa. <laughs> so this is this is really uh, fantastic for you couples out there who are engaged or maybe you're thinking about getting engaged. You're talking about it amongst yourselves and you want to check out the showcase of Disney Fairytale Weddings. Definitely do. Uh, registration for the event is going to open on October the 1st, 2019 at 12 p.m. Eastern. What you need to do is visit the Fairytale Weddings and Honeymoons website on October the 1st to register. I wasn't like every other kid, you know, who dreams about being an astronaut. I was always more interested in uh, what bark was made out of on a tree. Hey, how you doing? You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should never be allowed to talk to people. That's what I'm talking about! Let's get nuts! It's time for the DW60 Rumor of the Week. So for some time now, Walt Disney World guests have had the opportunity to purchase a fuel rod from one of the many kiosks around the parks and resorts. I mean, you pay like $30 for it. Uh, You use it till the battery is dead, and you just simply find another kiosk. You switch it out for a new one for free. That's that's a pretty sweet deal in my opinion. It's for me. It's come in handy quite a few times actually. 
But the thing is, it has been reported by a certain Disney-related website that you being able to swap out that fuel rod for a free one might be going away. I don't know. According to the article, fuel rod kiosks around Disney parks have, you know, seen their free unlimited swapping graphic removed from the kiosk itself. Now, recently, fuel rod kiosks over at uh, Universal Orlando saw the same graphic removed. And when you wanted to swap out for a, you know, freshly charged fuel rod, it costs you $3. It's not free anymore. So, Many saw that at Universal, and a lot of people thought the fuel rod company might be doing the same at Disney Parks. I kind of thought the same thing. Nicole thought the same thing at the time. And that was a few months ago uh, when we saw that story come up. So here's the question. I mean, is it really worth paying the $30 anymore if you can't get unlimited free replacements at the kiosks? Now, some would say yes. I would guess on average, you know, guests might change out their fuel rod once or twice a day. Uh, That depends on usage, of course. Now, Disney has been pushing their Play Disney Parks app so much lately, especially at a place like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, you might be using up that battery power a little quicker than usual. That's more of a reason to have that battery charger from Fuel Rod, right? I mean, some might argue, you know, just use, you know, the charging stations at the parks or find an empty outlet plug into that. Well, I mean, the thing is that doesn't work for everyone. Some people don't like, you know, wasting their day away, waiting for their mobile phone to charge up. Perhaps there are other solutions out there than Fuel Rod. Well, yeah, there are. There are many different external battery chargers on something like Amazon at a very much more reasonable price that you can charge your device faster and more times with than just a fuel rod can. They do exist. Plus, I mean, you're not having to pay an extra $3 every time. Now, the only thing you have to do is you make sure to charge your external battery charger, you know, before you go to bed every single night. I mean, to me, that seems pretty reasonable to me, in my opinion. The thing is, if you already have a fuel rod battery... You know, do you continue to use it as a backup? Well, yeah, sure, why not? Recharge it every night, use it the next day. And then when you start to see that it's not, you know, charging as well as it used to, well, then you can pay your $3 just that one time to get a new one. Problem solved, you've got another charger that works just fine, I'm sure. The thing is, though, I am going to give you this extra piece of advice Don't buy your new fuel rod if you're going to get one if you're at a Disney Park kiosk. Because if you visit the fuel rod website, uh, you do pay a cheaper amount for the same thing, pretty much. Usually they are $20. That's the price on their website. There have been times when I've seen them for $10. But even the $20 regular price on the fuel rod website, it is $10 cheaper than buying it at a Disney Park. It's going to cost you 30 bucks. But in my opinion, fuel rod, I mean, you might be shooting yourself in the foot here with a $3 charge on swapping, which means, you know, in the long run, less and less people paying that $20 or $30 really just to get started when they can buy a cheaper and, and 
better external battery somewhere else. So for those of you who have used fuel rod in the past, are you going to are you going to continue to do it? Are you going to pay that extra $3 according to the rumor? And or is this just simply another clickbait rumor from you know, a Disney-related website that continues to lose its credibility in the Disney community. I mean, really, you decide. I, myself, I, I, I don't think I want to pay $3 every time to charge out my battery. And I'm not the kind of person to go and find an outlet, sit down for the next hour, and wait for my device to charge. The only reason I got a fuel rod in the first place is because I'm still working with an iPhone 6S Plus, and the battery life on it... It just continues to deteriorate and, and get worse and worse. I'm charging multiple times throughout the day. And then when I'm at a Disney park, you know, I want to take pictures. I want to do you know, some vlogging stuff. Or I want to play the Disney Parks app. Experience things in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge or in a queue line at another location. Um, it's going to use up that battery life quick. Uh, I've seen it go from 90% down to 40% within, you know, less than 10 minutes. That's how bad my battery is. So, yeah, the fuel rods came in handy for me, but I I just don't know if it warrants $3 per swap. If, if, you're, if you're looking for extra money, then you're already paying $10 more fuel rod. Making people pay $10 more, why not just charge them 40 and get your extra $3 that way? Because really, on average, people are changing them out once or twice in a day. And I've seen people say uh, in comments in the fun zone, put your phone down. You're at a Disney park. Look at what's around you. Experience and see and listen to what's around you. Don't have your head buried in your phone. Which, I mean, I do kind of agree with in a way. There's a lot of things that you're missing while you're checking Instagram walking through the park or you may run into somebody yeah put your phone down for a while experience what disney has has built for you if you especially if you've never been there before not everything requires a selfie <laughs> that's a thing but i mean i'm not saying don't get fuel rods just because of a possible three dollar charge to swap out for a new one i'm not saying that just be mindful of um you're gonna pay thirty dollars if you buy it at the park By midday, if you've already used up the charge, there's another $3. That evening, you want to get some shots of fireworks or the projections on the castle and stuff. Well, you got to switch it out and charge it up again. That's another $3. Starts adding up. And and I just don't want you guys to to spend more money than you need to. Let's just put it that way. But like I said, this is a rumor. Uh, Could be just clickbait or there may be some real truth to it because we have seen this happen over at Universal Orlando. So, like I said before, you decide. And those are your headlines and your rumor this week here on Press Row. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. Sorcerer Radio. SRSounds.com Are you a park opener? Maybe you love the smell of pirate water. 
here at Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company, we're a little sweet on Gaston, and we think you might be too. Bring these magically inspired scents to your home, or it could be off with your head. Magically scent your world at magicallyscented.com. Sorcerer Radio listeners, be sure to use the code SOR20 to get 20% off your next magically scented order. When coffee pots brew in empty chambers and aromas of pumpkin spice drift through the halls. When happily never after's praline flavor hangs where the air is deathly still. This is the time when fall flavors are present, brewing roast like ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Expedition Roasters. I am your roaster, your ghost roaster. Now, please drag your bodies over to ExpeditionRoasters.com. There's a brew for everyone. Our seasonal pumpkin spice king has materialized once again. But step lively and grab your bag before it disappears. It's only available for a limited time and limited quantities. And Sorcerer Radio listeners, we're just dying to have you. So use code SR20 to save 20% off your first purchase with us. Come, brew your happy place at ExpeditionRoasters.com. Take a moment and think about where you are. Now, let's dream about where you'd rather be. A Disney Cruise Line vacation, perhaps? Let us help. We'll add some ocean waves. Now, the kids are playing at their own clubs. You're enjoying a romantic dinner. And tonight, gather for fireworks over the ocean. More fireworks. When you're dreaming of the perfect vacation for the whole family, the difference is Disney. Visit www.storybookdestinations.com to get started. Together, we can write your next fairy tale vacation. Do you have a Disney-related business or product and would like help getting the word out? Become a sponsor of Sorcerer Radio today. For more information, please contact our business office via email at sponsors at srsounds.com. That's good. Yeah, man. <laughs> you think Calypso music is hot? You wait till you taste the pepper on this one. Ico, Ico brings us to the end of our show. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Now, if you need to get in contact with me, send me an email. Send it to DW60 at SRSounds.com. You can contact me on Twitter at DW underscore 60. You can send a message to the DW60 Press Row Facebook page, or you can contact me in the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone. You want to hear DW60 in its entirety? Listen every single Friday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, with a replay at 7 p.m. Eastern over at srsounds.com. This is Jeff Davis, DW60's Press Row Podcast. Have a magical day. No, my was and your Hi, this is Sorcerer, thanking you, the listeners, for your continued support of Sorcerer Radio, a station committed to bringing the best Disney programming in keeping with Walt Disney's vision, a station where children and parents can have fun listening together and also transporting you back to that favorite place that you all love so much, Walt Disney World. Thanks again for listening. Have a magical day. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. 